Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the New Money Habits Podcast, where we're here to talk about how to create those new money habits so you can stop living paycheck to paycheck. As we mentioned in our last episode, uh, we want to take your questions. And so we're going to start this episode off with a question from Bobby. And Bobby wrote in and asked, if I'm negative in my account or behind on my bills, how do I get caught up? So Sarah, I wanted to ask you, how can Bobby get caught up? Well, that's a great question. And Bobby, you're not alone. There's a lot of other people that are going through this exact issue. Um, And I always want to point out that um, thank you for sending that question in because this is going to help a lot of people, um, you know, right where they're at too. First of all, I would say um, it reminds me of some clients that I've helped. Um, very similar situation. And first thing that we did was we started putting together their plan, right? Just really starting from the very beginning and um, putting together a plan to recognize and to, to um, put down in writing their priorities, So what do we need to focus on instead of just allowing this money to go out and who knows where, but really to put those priorities in, in focus. Um, and part of that for us is identifying where that money is going. And I don't know if you would agree with that, Nino. Um, 100%. I would say that. Oftentimes when I deal, when I work with a client who is dealing with this specific situation where they are behind on bills or maybe they're running um, into like overdraft fees in their bank account every, every month is the common denominator seems to be that they don't have anything kind of mapped out. They don't have a plan. They don't have anything written down. They're not really tracking what bills are due uh, when, when they're paid next. So they're not looking at what is my pay period, what bills are due in between that pay period. They're just kind of running through things. So they kind of know I get paid on Friday. Oh, I got this bill in the mail. And it's just, they're kind of living day to day. And, and without that plan, they find themselves in this hole. So one of the things I've noticed is once we get a plan down on paper and we're, we're kind of working through the details, all of a sudden, some aha moments, some light bulbs go off where it's like, oh, I actually do have money to pay my bills. I've just been mismanaging it to this point. And if I manage it a little bit better, I'll find my way out of this relatively quickly. Have you have you noticed similar? I have. And, you know, it's interesting. I was actually talking with somebody this morning that um, said something very similar, even in that, that it's kind of like sweeping it under the rug right? Mm, that yes. it, it has been easier to avoid um, where the money is going. They haven't really wanted to address it, but the problem keeps compounding. And so when we start to kind of lift the rug up, right, so to speak, and really kind of start to pull out, okay, where is it going and writing it down? I think visually writing it down makes a huge difference for us because we're tackling it. We're saying, okay, these are where my dollars have gone. Um, And just like you said, boy, turns out maybe there's a few hidden dollars in there 
that have been trickling out, but I haven't been paying attention to that. So I can turn my focus now a little bit differently. I can kind of bring my compass wheel back um, to what Mm -hmm. are my priorities. Yeah. And I'm reminded of a time before I was any good at any of this, that I got myself in a little bit of that same predicament where I wasn't prioritizing, uh, I wasn't tracking very well. um, And I remember getting caught in that payday loan cycle. Now, this was Mm. many years ago. And um, I think here in my area anyway, payday loans are a thing of the past. You can't do those anymore. But back when you could, I got caught up in, in that cycle of, and I don't even remember what triggered it. Maybe it was a car repair or something that triggered it, right? So I don't have the money. I go get this payday loan and and now at least I can repair the car. Well, by the time the next um, pay period hit, you know, I, do, I, I owed that payday loan back. By the time I paid that payday loan back and some other bills, I realized I'm still short. And so I go right back into needing the payday loan. And that cycle lasted far longer than I would care to admit. I I don't remember exactly if it was six months, eight months or 12 months, but however long it was, it was far longer than it should have been. What I realized is because I wasn't prioritizing things Mm -hmm. correctly, let's add correctly. I wasn't prioritizing things correctly. What I found myself doing is I get paid, pay off the payday loan, need to take it back out and go and pay real bills, but then go out to dinner and a movie and spend 70 to $100 doing that and realizing, okay, I'm obviously spending in areas that I shouldn't be. And if I would just take the next two or three months to really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I don't want to just simply say prioritize again, because it wasn't just prioritize. I kind it of was- reeling it in. Kind of reel it yes. in a little bit. and Yeah. Yeah. The other word I think that comes to mind is sacrifice, but it's like, what am I really sacrificing? I'm sacrificing a couple of dinners out that uh, like, it's not even that big of a sacrifice, but it is reeling it back in and saying, you know what, for the next two or three months, I'm not going to do that so that I can get myself out of this payday loan and get my back myself back to a regular cadence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. You know, and that's interesting when you're talking about this, that I'm reminded that every day we have an opportunity to make a different choice, right? We have an opportunity to look at what are we doing currently? Isn't it, is it working or is it not working? Right. Mm -hmm. And we have an opportunity to say, you know what, what I'm doing right now, this is not working because I'm really sacrificing my peace here where I might rather sacrifice a couple of suppers out. I might, choose to not go out to eat, but I'm sacrificing my peace and, and this stress of this payday loan or these overdraft fees that keep coming in, right? That's really causing me a huge amount of stress. And what can I do then to change this situation? And, you know, we talk about creating a plan and I think we're on the same page, but for all of our listeners, my plan is really a written budget, right? We start and put together, start putting together a written budget, Um, so then we're able to identify what is important. What are our priorities? What do we want our priorities to be now? Maybe they've been something different in the past, but where do I want them to be today? Because I'm sick of what I've been doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the old adage, being sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm-hmm. right? Like, you got to get to that point. And I really like what you said, too, about, um, sac- like, choosing to sacrifice a couple of nights out or continue to sacrifice your peace. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there is, a, there's a great deal of stress, obviously that surrounds personal finances. And when it's the, when it's one of those areas that you can uh, eliminate the stress, it, it can show up in other places where you're, you're just not uh, as concerned or worried. I, I think the level of stress that comes with personal mm-hmm. finances is it can be higher than the stress of a deadline at work or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I'm reminded of a story too. Um, I I tell you, like, I agree with you. It starts with a plan, right? It, it, it's a plan. That plan has to prioritize and your priorities might mean sacrificing in, in some areas that you, you don't necessarily want to sacrifice in, but you got to remember that it's just for a season. Like every, every decision that you make to pay off a debt, to get current on a bill, to save for your uh, peace of mind fund that we dubbed it last time we spoke, um, that each of these things is just for a season. So when you decide that I'm going to sacrifice those nights out so that I get back, get back to even with my bills, it's just for the next two or three months. It's not for the rest of your life. It's not that you'll never go out and have a night out again. Mm-hmm. It's just for a little bit of time, you're going to not do that. And that takes discipline. Yeah, and so the story I wanted to share, that was a long entryway into, I worked with this young woman a number of years ago, and she had to have had the, the most discipline I had ever come across with any of my clients. And the way the way I can say that so matter-of-factly is this young woman was making maybe $20,000, $25,000 a year. So wow. she wasn't making a ton of money. So she had to be incredibly disciplined with the money that she did have. And when we first met, she was a couple of months behind on a couple of different things. I think I don't remember exactly if it was like the car and the cell phone and the electric, but I I remember it was three or four different bills that she was behind on and she couldn't see a way to get back to just head above water, right? Like Mm -hmm. she felt like she was drowning and she just couldn't see a way to get her head back to above water. And so we sat down and we put everything on paper and when she saw it on paper, even though she was only making, what, about $500 a week, when she put it down on paper, she realized, okay, I have about $2,000 coming in, and the bills that actually have to get paid are only about $1,500. Wow. So there's this $500 surplus every month that, if managed well, will help me to get back to even on some of these bills. And it didn't even take us two months. I, I mean, within, within she was paid weekly. So within about five to six paychecks, we got her all caught up on her bills. And from there, she was able to save for her emergency fund and do, do 
within like six to 12 months, she was doing a little bit of traveling, like nothing crazy, but she was doing things she never imagined she'd Mm -hmm. be able to do. But it's because she had the most discipline I've ever encountered from a client. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. What an incredible story. And, you know, I think it's good to point out. And what's interesting about her story is that you and she proves it is that you don't have to be rich, right, to get to a better place. You just have to really look at it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It matters what you're doing with those dollars that are coming in. 100 percent could not agree more because on the other side of that that spectrum where I've worked with couples who are earning $150,000, $200,000 a year collectively, and they have more than enough to, um, to meet their needs. I have, I've worked with clients who, making that kind of money, they too are behind on their bills. We sit down, we formulate a plan, and now we're talking, instead of having $500 a month, we're talking... They might have two, three, four thousand dollars a month mm. to help them clean up the, the mess. But interestingly enough, don't have the same discipline. Mm. Right? You tell them that, you know, you might want to take a month or two off of all the crazy spending that you're doing and, and you'll get caught up real quick, and they're just not hearing it. So it is about not about how much you make, but how you manage the money that you do make. For sure, for sure. You know, and it's, you know, it's not about um, perfection either. It's, you know, this takes time, right? It's not something that changes overnight, but the way you see yourself, the way you see your finances can change pretty dramatically, pretty quickly um, when you start to actually put put everything down on paper and really look at it. Um, Oftentimes, you know, and actually I worked with some clients as well um, for a long time and their story is pretty amazing. I'm going to just share part of it here today. But, you know, when I met them, um, they were overdrafting in their account, twelve, fifteen hundred $1,500 every single month. Um, this was a young wow. family, uh, four kids under the age of six at the time. I mean, how you do that? I, I don't know, but, <laughs> you know, that was pretty incredible in and of itself. But, um, you know, with four young kids comes a lot of, they just kept getting rattled with all these things, right? Like Murphy, we mentioned Murphy last time, you know, that unwelcome, unwanted guest that seems to show up. Murphy kept showing up and these overdrafts. And, you know, within, within a month's time, we were able to put a complete stop to all of those overdraft fees, you know, because we had just taken a step back and started writing down their plan, started putting it on paper, um, putting that budget together, you know, what is important to you right now? And how do we need to make these dollars work for you the best way possible? Because overdraft fees, 12 or $1,500 worth of overdrafts and bills that weren't getting paid, that's not using your dollars wisely. Right? Right. And they were just on this hamster wheel and just didn't know how to get off. And and it really happened very, very quickly because they started to identify some of their behaviors and just writing it down, having that plan uh, made a world of difference for them. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, similar to payday loans, these overdraft fees that just ended up being completely 
just engulfed in and enslaved by them, right? Mm-hmm. Where you you get behind. I mean, payday loans. We all know you're, you're if you uh, extrapolate out the interest rate percentage over the course of a year, it it's ridiculous. It's 500 percent, and overdraft fees. I mean, the same thing. If you're you're spending that kind of money every month in overdraft fees, mm-hmm. you you have you have to hit the brakes. You have to find the pause button mm-hmm. and just say, "Wait, wait! Like we cannot continue on this path. How do we get out of the path?" And you know, a, a good uh, look at behaviors, and that's why you know we talk about habits and behaviors, right? And mm-hmm. creating new money habits so that you can look at what you're doing, identify the things that are causing you to be in a place that you don't want to be so that you can make a shift. Einstein said it best. Uh, If you're doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity and you're going to drive yourself insane. Right, right. You know, when when I was working with those, um, that couple and some other clients too, heck I did it in my own life. Um, for me to be able to look at what does my budget need to look like and where's my money going? Um, and I'm just going to share a, a tip here if you don't mind, but looking at bank statements, you know, utilizing the information that you have in front of you that, um, pulling out your bank statement and really taking a look at what, what is leaving your account each month. Right. And just, Again, not sweeping it under the carpet, not sweeping it under the rug, but pulling out those bank statements and looking. And I like to ask myself, you know, is this important to me right now? Hmm. Is this subscription or, um, you know, can I eat out of my pantry for a couple of weeks because I've got kind of a back stock of food? You know, can I eat out of my pantry? Do I need to be spending this much money? each week, or can I cut back, like you said, not going out to eat, but also just taking a look at what is it that I'm really doing here? Am I going blindly to the store and spending money that maybe isn't in my best interest right now? Because I've got some some food in my pantry. Um, and I think it's just identifying all of those behaviors that we've done so blindly in the past, mm-hmm. but to start pulling them out now to see, okay, where can I make some? Because a few small adjustments, really. We're not talking about huge major things oftentimes, right? It's these little things that we can do every day that make a huge long-term difference for us. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it is, it's small things, and sometimes it's a stack of small things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you If you stack two or three little things together, then those two or little three those two or three little things can make a bigger difference, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it's a combination of I'm dropping a subscription service that I don't need. Well, that only saved me $12 a month. Well, okay, you did that. Maybe you found um, that you didn't need as much cell phone data as you currently mm-hmm. pay for. And so you adjust that and then that gives you $20. And then like you said, maybe I eat out of my pantry for the next couple of weeks and I minimize the, the how much I need to shop at the grocery store. And so maybe I cut my food budget in half. And so mm-hmm. those three things collectively, now maybe we're looking at a pretty 
uh, significant difference. Um, but I love that you're you're thinking about and sharing like some practical tips for mm-hmm. like how do we do that? And and one of them is definitely stop or start definitely start shopping differently mm-hmm. when you're trying to get caught up do that whole grocery thing differently than what you've been doing. Um, if you're not kind of putting together a meal plan for the week, that doesn't necessarily mean meal prep where you have to prep everything on Sunday for you to eat for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. But at least if you kind of make a menu and you say, you know what, on Monday, dinner's going to be this. Tuesday, it's going to be this. Wednesday, it's going to be this. Then you know what you're going to the store to shop for. Mm-hmm. You have a very specific list. And then maybe also purposefully purposefully make meals that you know are going to last a day or two so that you just have leftovers, but do that whole experience differently again for a season. Mm -hmm. That could be a month. It might be two or three months, but very rarely are we talking more than three months to get caught up on something. Once you decide that you're going to create a plan and be Mm -hmm. disciplined to that plan. Absolutely. And, you know, to, to even follow along with that point, when we start creating these different habits, right, they tend to kind of follow us without us thinking about them, right? They, they kind of start mm-hmm. to become second nature to us. Um, I like to use um, the, the quote, short-term sacrifices for long-term goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've used that a lot in my own life to remind me that, you know, I might have to do something that's kind of unpleasant right now. But it's better than staying where I'm at because I've got some really important goals or something that I'm really working hard towards. And that is more important to me than staying where I'm at now, right? So short-term sacrifices for long-term goals is um, a quote that I actually have hanging in my office just to remind me, you know what? Be recognizing where some changes that I can be making so I can be reaching those goals, so I can be getting to a different spot um, and prioritizing things maybe differently. Yeah. It reminds me of another like quote or saying that I've heard and I'm not going to know who to give credit to. So I apologize. This is not, this is not my own. Um, but the idea that, um, we as humans, we're usually so reluctant to change that we won't change until we're uncomfortable. Right. And so sometimes we're comfortable in our mess and our mess feels cozy and and we're not it until the fear of staying the same is less than the fear of change. Hmm. We're not going to make that because right now the fear of change is greater. So I actually said that wrong, didn't I? Anyway, I think you you understand the point I'm trying to make, which right. is if I'm afraid of change and that change, uh, yes, if I'm more afraid of the change than I am of my mess, I'm going to stay in my mess. So once the fear of change is less than the fear of staying the same, mm. we're not going to move. And so at some point we have to get uncomfortable with our situation so that we can enact change. Man, I, I butchered that, but hopefully that was entertaining for everybody to listen to. <laughs> All my Atlanta. It was, but you know, it's true. Get uncomfortable to get comfortable again. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Um, you know, I think we really do that um, in a lot of areas, but I think just knowing that we're not doing it alone, you know, and that's why I just want to remind Bobby and to everybody else, truthfully, that that your season that you're in right now, other people are in that season too. And you're not the only one there. And so, um, you know, in, we mentioned last episode as well about continuing the, the conversation, right. Opening up about it and asking these questions is benefiting a lot of people. And I want everybody to know that, that this isn't about perfection. It's really about, um, just taking a look at where am I at and what, where are some changes that I can make being realistic, being mm-hmm. upfront and honest with yourself. Uh, what are your fears? What are your fears right now? Um, and just looking, creating that plan, just putting those numbers, you know, putting some stuff down on paper. Um, I think you're going to find it's maybe not as scary as you think it is. Yeah. A great point to come back to. Very rarely is it as scary as we think it is. We typically make it to be much worse in our heads than the situation actually is. And I think that it it just a good reminder that maybe the starting point is let's get it put down on paper. And so if you're looking for a budget in order to do that, we do give away the new money habits uh, budgeting form uh, away for free online. You just go to newmoneyhabits.com. Right there on our homepage, you can download our template that allows you to prioritize your bills. It also allows you to budget by the pay period. So instead of just the month, which is not nearly as effective as when your money is coming in and when those bills are due. So it'll allow you to map it out by pay period, allow you to prioritize and at least get it down on paper so that you know what you're up against, right? You can't really formulate a plan for how you're going to fix things until you know exactly what it is that you're up against. So I encourage everybody to go and do that. Such a great resource. Yeah. Any other last minute tips, tricks, thoughts, ideas that you have for our listeners, Sarah? You know, I think just reminding people that, um, you're not alone, that this can be scary, but it can also turn out to be so eye-opening. You're going to wonder why you didn't do it before. I hear it all the time, right? Why didn't I do this before? It's um, going back to the point that it's not as scary oftentimes. So I encourage you to take that step forward, um, pull out that little bit of you know bravery, pull it out, um, download the, the budgeting form, and start putting some numbers down on paper. Absolutely. And if you have questions about that uh, or just about budgeting in general and you want to you want us to address it on a future episode, you can submit those questions to podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. That's podcast singular, podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. I think this was another great uh, little Uh, exercise in furthering that conversation uh, about personal finances that we know are wildly personal and often taboo to talk about, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about it. And, uh, and I really appreciate Bobby's question today. uh, And I look forward to doing it again with you, Sarah, soon. All right. Thanks. Me too, Nino. 
Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.